It begins when we are children. We come to the dinner table, we sit down, and we are expecting our favorite foods. And then as we look out there, all of a sudden we see in the midst of our favorite foods a, a, a big bowl of Brussels sprouts. And it maybe is not just Brussels sprouts, but it's something that isn't our favorite. And we look at that bowl and we say, I don't like Brussels sprouts. They're gross. Or something else. And the reality is, is that when we do that, almost immediately a parent or both of our parents look at us and they say, stop complaining. Right? You've experienced this. I know you guys have. You've experienced them saying, hey, you shouldn't complain. You should be. There are kids around the world who would love to have Brussels sprouts. To which we're like, could you just mail that to them? You see, it begins with we're children, but it goes throughout all of our lives. From, from our young ages through adulthood, what happens is, is we have experiences in our lives that are things that we don't like. And as we experience those things, we oftentimes will complain about them. And always there's somebody, it seems like, that's there with their particular rationale who looks at us and says, you need to stop complaining. Don't complain. Don't complain. That's something that we hear at different times in our lives in different situations. And the rationale that comes along behind that oftentimes is, is, sounds something like this. Don't complain because we all have burdens. We shouldn't complain about the unfairness that we might experience at at school, because everybody has their burdens. We shouldn't complain about the hardships that we have at work. We shouldn't complain about the difficulties that we experience in our lives. We shouldn't even complain about our struggling health or our heartbreaks because, and here's my favorite, after all, there are other people who have it worse than we do. So just don't complain. First, let me tell you this. Not all complaining is created equal. Not all complaining is created equal. You see, some complaining is the result of being spoiled. Some complaining is the result of being used to getting our own way in just about every situation. And when that moment comes in which we don't get our own way, or in some way we're inconvenienced, then we start to complain. And I have to think and have to agree with those in those contexts that where we complain because we're just spoiled or we're being inconvenienced, I have to agree with everyone who says, you know, you just need to stop complaining, right? 
But you see, not all complaining comes out of a spoiled or non-appreciative and ungrateful heart. Complaining can be the natural response to significant pain and distress in our lives. It's just natural, and I'm going to say it's the right response. Let me give you just a silly, simple example. If I come up to Matt down here, and I just walk up there while he's sitting there, and I just haul off and kick him in the shins as hard as I possibly can, he's going to say at least, ouch. He's going to say, I don't like that. (laughs) Don't do that. And wouldn't it be silly of me to look at Matt and say, hey, don't complain. I mean, after all, I could have kicked you in both shins. And then I could have punched you in the stomach. So you don't really have anything to complain about, Matt. See, that's kind of silly to say that in in times of pain and distress that it's not natural or even right for us to complain. Complaining is at the core of our lesson this morning. It's the lesson, next lesson in this new series entitled Lies from the Angel of Light. And Bill introduced this to you last week, and I won't take time to explain it all, but, it, but essentially what we're looking at in these series are these times in, and when, when Satan, who is said to masquerade as an angel of light, who comes into our world in some way, in some context, and tries to get us to believe something that isn't true, something that's inconsistent with God, That we need to recognize those lies and we need to reject those lies. And so this morning, I I want to share with you what I believe many Christians carry around in their lives that is actually a lie from Satan. And here's the lie, that we shouldn't complain to God about our lives. You shouldn't, we shouldn't complain to God at all about what's going on in our lives. And to hear that, and it, that, that sounds, that lie seems to make some sense because of this truth. And the truth is God has blessed us greatly. Because God has blessed us greatly. He's, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. God has given to us or blessed us with, with, with everything that pertains to life and godliness. God has blessed us, as, as Hank talked about, with resurrection God has blessed us with salvation. God has blessed us with redemption. God has blessed us with mercy. God has blessed us with hope. God has blessed us with assurance. God has blessed us with, you see, because God has blessed us so much, we just shouldn't ever complain about the distress or the pain in our lives. Since we live such a blessed life, 
aren't we just being sort of ungrateful and self-centered when we complain about the things that hurt us and the things that distress us and the things that we just don't like about life? That is the lie. You see, Satan wants us to believe that this lie, that we shouldn't complain to God about the things that are going on in our lives, he wants us to believe that lie because it leads to two false assumptions, or as Aaron called this morning, sort of many lies. And that first many lie is that there's something wrong with God. We can't complain to God if we believe that lie, then there's really, it leads us to think, well, there's something must be wrong with God, that God just can't bear with us as his children, and God can't sympathize with us as his children if we're complaining about the difficulties in our lives. We, we can't, uh, God can't bear with us and sympathize with us if we are lifting our voices and saying, Father, this situation is horrible. It's breaking my heart. It's hurting my body. I don't like it. I don't want it. And I ask you to take it away. It's a lie. It's a false assumption to say that that. God doesn't want to hear from us. And if we think that, then that starts to make God look like there's something wrong with him. But the second false assumption here is that there's something wrong with me. That if I complain to God about the difficulties of my life, then I must not be very appreciative of all the good and all the blessings that he's poured out in my life. And what God wants for me, instead of lifting up those troubles, he wants me to say, oh well, into every life a little rain will fall. And then once again, of course, why should I complain because others have it much worse than I do. There's something wrong with me. I, I shouldn't be complaining. And the problem is, is that both of those lies will lead us to a point in which we become bitter with God because he doesn't want to hear our complaints. Or it will lead us to feelings of faith failure. That somehow my faith is just failing if I lift up my cares and complaints to God. But the good news this morning, I believe, is that Scripture helps us to see through the lies. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to the Psalms. When we enter into a study of the Psalms, when you look at all the Psalms, you're going to find out very quickly, if you study that, that over half of the Psalms contain some sort of complaint or some type of lament to God. Over and over and over again, it, it, the, those complaints and laments come out by writers of psalm, psalms and, and complaints. And, and David is sort of the leader of that. Many of David's psalms are complaints to God. 
And I just want us to look at two psalms this morning and see if we can understand and get and learn two important aspects about how we deal with pains and distress in our life. The first thing that I want us to see from the Psalms, and these Psalms we're going to look at, is we don't have to hide our troubles from God. We don't have to hide our troubles from God. Listen to what David says in Psalm 55. He says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Give heed to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint the New American Standard says, and I am surely distracted because of the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, for they bring me to bring trouble upon me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. Now listen to what he says in Psalm 142. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. In the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Listen to this. Look to the right and see. For there is no one who regards me. There is no escape from me. No one cares for my soul. Do you see what David is doing? Do you see what David is doing? What he's doing is he's calling God to pay attention to his plight. He he says to God here, he says, give heed to me. Answer me. Hear my voice, God. As he does this, what he's doing is, or what he's not doing, is he's not hiding his trouble from God. He's making sure that God is attentive to these troubles. He knows that God knows what he's going through. He knows that God knows his troubles. But David's pain and his distress is driving him. To call God to listen to just how much he dislikes them and how troubled he is by these things in his life. Here's where Satan comes in. Just imagine, as David is pouring out these complaints here, as he's pouring out these things to God, that Satan comes in and goes, wait a minute, hold on, hold on a minute, time out. David, aren't you the Psalm 23 guy? Aren't you the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want guy? Aren't you that guy? Didn't you say that back over here in 23? Well, you can't now come over here in 55 and pour out your complaint to God. Where is your faith? That's inconsistent. You can't over here come and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and all of a sudden be pouring out your complaints to God. But you see, in this moment, David doesn't buy into the lie. Instead, what you see is, is that his complaint will intensify. Listen to what he goes on to say in 55. My heart is in anguish within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. 
I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Behold, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. His, his, his pain and his suffering just intensifies up to God. He's sharing with God and speaking to God. And he's saying, I'm in anguish here. I'm in great fear. There's horror in my life. And I just need somehow to escape. I need some way to get out of this situation, God. You see, David unreservedly is declaring his complaint to God. David believes that it's good and it's right for God to hear about his pain and about his distress. But before you go, hey, Monty told us we just, we just need to be complainers. That's all we need to be. Before we leave here thinking that we need to be a bunch of complainers, I want us to see the second aspect of this idea about how to deal with our pain and our distress. And the second point is, as we complain, we must always make sure our complaints are rooted in trust. That's key. Listen how he goes on in after his complaint and the things that he has to say. He says in 55, in verse 17, and then following, even, evening and morning and at noon, I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. And then the last four words of Psalm 55 is, I trust in you. There it is. And then in 142, he says, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge. That's trust. My portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for, listen, you will deal bountifully with me. In the midst of all of the anguish, in the midst of all the pain and all the hurt, you see, at the heart of David's complaint, there is unquestionable trust. Trust that God is listening with gracious ears and that God will, in fact, deal bountifully with him in this time of difficulty. Here's the critical understanding for the morning. Complaining goes wrong when we shift our complaining from complaining to God to complaining against God. That's the critical point for us to understand. It, it, we, we, we want to understand that, that we, we want to make sure that we're not shifting from complaining to God to complaining uh, about God. You see, to complain to God because we trust that he hears and will deal bountifully with us, it, it leads us in ways that are God-honoring, leads us in God-honoring directions. But to complain against God to accuse him of not caring and somehow being at some way, in some point, the villain in the story? When we do that, 
then that leads us away from trust. That leads us away from Him. And it leads us into dishonoring His ultimate graciousness for our lives. Let me help you see this in Numbers chapter 14. We learn about the wrongness of complaining against God. Here's what God has done. God has brought uh, his people out of slavery. He's brought them safely through the Red Sea. He's brought them through the wilderness and taken care of them every step of the way. And he has brought him to the precipice of the promised land. And he's saying, go in there and get it. But as they look, they see the mightiness of the Canaanites and they... And they think, oh, we're in trouble. And then they say and they grumble and they complain by saying this. Why is the Lord bringing us here to this place to die by the sword? And as they lift up that complaint to God or against God, God says these words. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I have heard the complaint of the sons of Israel, which they are making against me. And the verses that follow will say, and will tell you how as they complained against God, God said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you back into the wilderness for another 40 years until you come to understand how I have blessed you and how I am your God. The point is at the heart of every complaint we make to God our attitude, attitude must be one of trust. That we trust that he's listening with those gracious ears and that he will, in fact, deal bountifully with me and with you as well. My encouragement this morning as I think about this is when, like David, you are in anguish of heart. Listen closely. When, like David, you are suffering distress in your life, when, when fear is trying to take over, when horrors of life and experiences have overwhelmed you like they did David, at those moments, my encouragement to all of us this morning is don't believe the lie. In those moments, don't believe that God doesn't want us to lift up our complaint to him. But instead, instead of believing that lie, again, let me give you three quick things that are important for us to believe. Now listen closely. Number one, instead of believing the lie, believe that complaints can coexist with faith. You see, we're not weak and simple of faith when we complain in those moments of pain and distress. Complaint, like David is, is showing us, complaint and faith can coexist with each other. As a matter of fact, it really is a statement of faith to complain to God. 
to say, God, you're the one. I'm complaining to you, God, because you will listen and because I know you can help. So complaints and, and, and faith can coexist with God. And if you feel like and lift up a complaint to God, don't think that you're weak and simple of faith. And the second thing that I think is very important is to remember, don't believe the lie, but believe God wants to hear from you. Now, here's an amazing thing to think about God. God has God's shoulders. (laughs) His shoulders are big enough to appreciate, to sympathize, and to carry with, uh, carry For us, all of those burdens and those heartaches and those complaints that he lifts up to us, he is not unwilling to sympathize with all that's going on in our lives. He understands and he wants to hear from us. And then lastly, God will then deal bountifully with us. In our moment of anguish, in our moment of heartache, in our moment of difficulty and trial, we can know that God, in the midst of that, through that, and beyond that, He will bless us. He will support us. And He will carry us through. Don't believe the lie. Believe the truth that God cares, and God wants to hear your complaints. This morning, I'm thankful that there's one complaint we don't have, and that complaint is is that God hasn't made a way for our salvation. We can never complain about that, because the fact is God has. God sent His Son to die for us, God calls us as we hear the truth of the gospel and the salvation of Jesus Christ to repent, to turn our lives around, and then to put on our Christ by faith in baptism so that he can save us and raise us to walk in newness of life. This morning, if you haven't received that great blessing from the Father, we want to share it with you while we stand and while we sing.